Today, at the SDGI Directors in Dialogue, acclaimed Greek director Costa Gavras talks to fellow director Conor Horgan about his award-winning film, Missing, and his creative vision behind his work. Mr. Costa Gavras. Yes, I can hear you. Very good. Thank you very, very much for taking part in this uh, discussion. You're very welcome to the Irish Film Institute in Dublin. Uh, we have uh, a good audience here who we've just watched your film Missing. Thank you. Um, it's, you know, I think probably the second, it's the second time I've seen it and the second time I think many people here have seen it. It still remains a very, very powerful film and a real indictment of, you know, American how America has protected its interests abroad. Could you tell us a little bit about the reaction to the film when it came out? I I, I know that there was good critical response and that uh, the two leads were Oscar nominated and I think also the screenplay, but there was some. This could be had an Oscar. Yes. Yes, indeed, and congratulations for that. Uh, but there was also some some uh, difficult responses to the film as well. Could you tell us a bit about that? Oh yes, the Universal decided to to do the opening of the movie of any first uh, in uh, Washington, and there was a lot of uh, politicians, and it was amazing to see the reactions. Some of them they were applauding very warmly, and some others are very against the lefty cinema, very uh, in very in a badly way, but in a badly uh, mood. And then the next morning, very early, State Department made a, <clears throat> a long a long statement about the movie, five pages, something like this, saying that they went through the same investigation that they had done, and they didn't get to the same conclusions, that the movie was fake, and so forth. The, the amazing thing is, years ago, years later, in the New York Times, in the, in the uh, editorial, they spoke about the movie and they said this movie was exact and all the facts were proved. It was amazing that kind of contradictions sometimes the movie can get. And was there also a lawsuit as well? Were you, uh, were you oh, saying? yes. There was a lawsuit. The ambassador and the consul asked for me $30 million and to from uh, Universal also. And it's amazing because I went through the kind of uh, very American uh, preparing the trial we have uh, in Washington because the the chief of the of the president of Universal, uh, Lou Wasserman, asked me, uh, "Can you go on trial or not?" I said, "We can. Everything is accurate." So we went on, and uh, and finally we wanted. But it was amazing also say because the we have a kind of uh, Rehearsals with the with the lawyers, both sides, for the to prepare the trial. But we won the trial finally. And well done. I know a lot of your films could be called controversial, and whilst I can understand that that particular situation would have been a very difficult one for you and the other people involved in making the film. Do you deliberately sometimes set out to create controversy or to make controversial films in order to get the messages of the films across? No, the, the story was controversial. It's a true story. Uh, no, I'm not particularly looking for a controversial theme. I'm trying to tell stories about uh, our period. And of course, uh, some of them, or most of them, they are very controversial because of the behavior, behavior of the 
let's say the authorities or the politicians or the police or the or the uh, justice <coughs> is controversial. But I but also I believe art has to be controversial just to create to create the uh, the exchange the dialogue the contro the controversy of of, uh, of ideas also. And you know, so many of your films make very large social statements, but uh, you know, ma many people think that you know each each of us who author things, who make things, be it a novelist or or a filmmaker, in some sense, you are making the same thing over and over again. Do you, when you look back on your films, do you see that there is one overriding feeling or sentiment that maybe unifies them? No, uh, unfortunately. The society is repeating the same, uh, the same ne negative things. In, uh, the power, generally, because what is interesting to me is the power and how the power affects our lives. Uh, so we, we, we discover every, all the time that the power, the government especially, or the police or the justice, they uh, treat they're us, treating us like. Uh, like uh, not not you know, just way, so that's that's the stories I like to tell in a certain way. I, I know that you've said uh, many times that resistance is the most important thing, and and it, do you still feel that cinema is the best form of I know for you, but uh, for for kind of uh, for stating this resistance, or are there other forms of art that might be as good? Um, I would say art, you know. Its forms are in resistance against the traditions, against the repeating the same things. And more than any art, it's the cinema, because it reaches thousands, millions of people at the same time and all over the world, which the other arts cannot really do. So I think, the, the, in a certain way, the, the role of art is to, to, to play that role in society. I know, for instance, you know, I saw Zed at a very young age, and it had a huge effect on me, as it has had on so many people. But you know, I would never, I think, have come across the book by Vasily uh, Vasilov uh, until it was made into a movie. Um, do Do you think that the kind of films that you make now that make these statements is it is it uh, are they is it as easy to make them now, or is it more difficult, or how do you think the future is for these kind of films? More difficult. Much more difficult. At that period, was in a way easier. The success also was easier. There was less television and, and less games, uh, and less possibilities of the audience. And I think probably also the audience had much more curiosity about what's going, what was going on in, in, in the society. To today, I think we are living in a kind of very difficult and very, I would say, dark period of uh, concerning the knowledge and the curiosity about what's going around. I think we are more and more, because of what we call the modularization, each one goes to, I mean, to try to find solutions for his, his own problems. I think the, this, the modularization creates a kind of individualism, which my feeling is very, very negative for the society. And that, of course, reflects also the production of the movies and so forth. Today it's very difficult, even in France, we have a lot of possibilities to make movies, for some things to be made on a movie. When you talk about the danger of the... Could you talk a little bit more about what you feel is the danger of the individualism? I know that, you know, an American film 
largely is about the, the triumph of the individual, but it's uh, different, different in Europe. <laughs> yes, that's the cowboy who lives, who finds solutions by himself in all his, his problems. Or Schwarzenegger going to the Vietnam and won the, the war with his muscles, that kind of movies. Uh, this is pushing a kind of uh, a ridiculous individualism. I think a society cannot live in, uh, in that way. I think we have to get to all together to find, to find solutions on problems on our societies, which are getting more and more bigger. And more, more and more numerous, and with more and more problems and economic problems. You have some, I know the Greeks have some bigger heroes, and here in France also we don't say so much about enormous economical problems also. So if each one goes to his way, its way, uh, it's in jungle. And the stronger people will win in a jungle, like in a, like in a jungle. And what is the, the effect that you hope that your films will have? No, I prefer not to feel of the, to, to think on the effect of my movies. I prefer to do them the way I feel them, like of the first, uh, let's say, the first spectator, and then it happens to them what happens. Sometimes they do very well, sometimes they don't. If my last movie, the Eden is West, didn't do very well. Even, even if I believe it's a good movie, some people say to me, it's a good movie, but it didn't do very well. So, uh, it's better not to think that I will do something, I will change the world, or I will have to, people to think this or that with making a movie. We're telling stories. We are storytellers. And with these stories, the people have, or they don't have any feeling or emotion. If they have emotions, they can do something, or they do nothing. I believe that's the role of the cinema in a certain way. It's not, the cinema is not a kind of university. It's not either a political meeting to state people, what do we do, and, and that kind of things. Uh, I believe they go to a movie, they go to this show. Uh, the Greeks used to call the, the show psychologia, uh, which means uh, direct the soul. Do to the soul what's this world or what to do. And I think it's a much more better way of, of calling, the, calling the art and particularly the movies. Uh, because a show, the theater or the cinema, creates emotions, as I was saying. I was said before, and with this emotion, we organize our life, or we don't organize life, we do nothing, we go home and we do whatever. Oh, when you started out, you were starting out at a really fertile time in, in European cinema, and you're, you, know, you made films with Raoul Coutard, and you're working along with the new wave in, in, in France. When you look out in world cinema today, do you see anybody that you kind of think may be able to carry this, this kind of work forward when you look at other directors? Yes, I think there's a new generation of directors which have to do, in my feeling, what we do, what we has done my generation, which means to talk about our society. The society has changed, so it's difficult to make those movies. But it's important to try to make movies about our society the way it goes today. And are there any of those directors that you can name that you would maybe suggest that we keep an eye on? Or? Oh, they have some. Uh, they have some in, in France. You have some in your country also. In Europe, there are several ones, and uh, they're trying to do so. They are probably less in the United States because the Hollywood controls everything, and the the action movies. 
are more and more present and more and more producing. But there is a hope to do that kind of. Though I cannot say names because you know I know names, but but it's better not to say. Okay. To give a <laughs> sure. <laughs> labels, labels too. Sure, no problem. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, if you can just bear with us for a moment, I'm gonna ask if there, if there are some questions from the audience, and then I'll repeat them so you can hear them. Uh, we have a question as to how the film Missing was received in Chile. Was it was it screened there? Was it shown there? No, it wasn't that time, and uh, I, I, I was told that uh, the the movie was put on uh, at the time VHS uh, and sent under uh, different names. Generally, they took uh, you know boxes with uh, uh, Walt Disney movies and they put inside missing and they send it there to be accepted by through by the I don't know the customers and they used to do kind of dinners at home and in a clandestine way they should they should they, they used to watch the movie which was very moving for and this is for years. Uh, and then they were able to, to show it on the theaters where the, the, where the premature left. Even not immediately, of course, a bit later, much later, one or two years later. And uh, Zed was banned in Greece for some years as well, uh, but, but it got shown there eventually, yeah? Yes, up until the end of the, of the, uh, of the uh, colonialist period. Uh, the amazing thing with Zed was that Zed was that it was sold, we discovered that in whatever country the system used to change to be more democratic, they used to, to buy Z, Z. And then we found the change of the world through the selling of Z. Uh, and I believe that you made your first film in Greece uh, more recently. That, would you like to tell us about that? It was really a movie in Greece, it was Eden is West in English. It's a movie about uh, immigrants. And this immigrant, one of the steps of his uh, odyssey was an island, a Greek island, before to come to Europe. So I shot a piece of that, of the movie in uh, Crete. And it was a kind, a kind of very moving, because it was the first time I was going to Greece to shoot, because every Greek would like to be part of the movie, and they were receiving really very, very nicely. It was a kind of uh, very moving period of shooting, which doesn't happen to always in a movie. And you yourself are an immigrant, and you, you went to France at a very early age, and then obviously when you started making films, you went to America and you, you made films over there. How important do you think it is to your work, the fact that you're an immigrant or always in some way an outsider? Oh, you know, I, I came to France and at the beginning I never thought I was, would be able to, to make movies, because at that period the movie makers in France were only French people. So after the after the cinema school, after the Sorbonne for, and then the cinema school, I started working as an assistant, and it was a good period for me because it was very nice to discover the the making of a movie through different directors, starting from uh, a very old director who started like René Clair, who started in uh, in the silent period of the movie, and then working later with uh, Jacques Demy, who was in Red Vague. So I was able to see all the spectrum of the of the French cinema for and and, and then by just by chance I read a book and I uh, made the adaptation and I made a kind of thriller which was easier to make a thriller and then I was able to make the the other movies. But my movies cannot be 
the movies like uh, like uh, the movies of the other French directors who have French education. I didn't have French education. I have a kind of half French education, but also a Greek Mediterranean education and different feelings, a different past. So my movies, of course, are different from the French movies. But at the same time, I can say that these movies, uh, I was able to make them in, all in France. Because if I have been by chance in America, and I was a director in Hollywood, I don't believe I have made those movies. Same if I was in Greece. So I think it was kind of big chance for me to come to France. Because first, the French society accepted me very, very soon, and I was able really to to do something in which I never dreamed uh, possible to do. And uh, I know that I haven't been able to get a, a copy of it here, but I know that you recently, or in the last years, you made uh, a comedy in France as well, uh, uh, Le Couper, Le Couperet, which Le Couperet. which sounds like it, like it, an Elan comedy. Yeah, it's, or something with that, you know, like with Alec Gillis in it. Uh, it sounds like this kind of a this this model of a film. Um, how how was that for you to make something so different from the dramas that you you usually make? No, in fact, it's a drama. It's a drama. It's a kind of thriller but oh. with the two sides. One side is a very social, and the other side it's a, just a thriller. In two words, the the story: it's a person uh, lost his job. Uh, he knows uh, uh, there is a job to be taken. He was an engineer for paper, to, to create paper. And he knew that there was a job he could make, but in front of him was five, four other people who were better than him, and uh, he never could would be able to make that, uh, to get that job. So he decided to kill one after the other to get the job, and succeeds at the end to get the job by killing four other people. So this is the side of thriller. But from the other side was the social uh, part of the middle class, which by losing their the, the, the job, they're losing everything. The house, the, the school for the kids, the car, the wife doesn't have anymore what she's supposed to have and she'd like to have, and everything, the life is completely destroyed. It is my feeling what's going on today in our, in our society with middle class. The middle class getting more and more now, and the very rich people getting more and more numbers, and the poor people getting more and more numbers. That's the the theme of the book. I've heard it said that, you know, revolutions don't happen when the poor are oppressed, because the poor are always oppressed. Revolutions happen when law, people with law degrees have no job. So, Absolutely, and the middle class make always the revolution. Yeah. Lenin was a middle-class person, you know, and I can give you know, ten other number uh, examples. Is there a part of you that still hopes for a revolution? No, something is changing. If you see what's going on in, the, in let's say, in this moment in our countries, where those Pacific revolutions, uh, the poor people are made, yes. especially the very poor people, and of course the middle-class, the narrow middle-class they have, they follow. But they st- all of them, they are started, in my feeling, as, as far as know, by the, uh, by the poor people. Uh, and, and, you know, certainly the Irish people and the Greek people are a lot poorer than we used to be, so maybe we're going to start killing people to get jobs as well in the future. <laughs> no, it's just it's better to find another way <laughs> killing people, because there will be a lot of victims. <laughs> no, no, this is another tragedy the Greeks live, and I don't know how, how bad it is in, 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 uh, in Ireland. But in Greece, we, in Greece, it's very, very bad. 
and it's not only the fault of the Greeks, but also the, you know, where there's corruption in a country, there is corrupted also people. The people, the people corrupt the, the people. Yeah. Uh, and Europe played a very, very important role. The Germans and the French are play, played a very important role in that direction. I was uh, in the Thessaloniki Film Festival last year and I did a Q&A after my film and the first two or three questions were about the Irish economy. They weren't about the film at all. You know? The Greeks, they want to know what was happening on the other side of Europe with us. You know? uh, today, the, the situation in Greece is much, much worse than it used to be in, in, during the festival. Sure. Yeah, indeed, it was much more. If you get, we have a couple of minutes left, so I'm just going to ask if there's uh, another question from the audience. Please. Um, we, to paraphrase the question as best I can, you know, Ireland, we kind of are still slightly in shock here, and we kind of tend to accept the injustices that are meted upon us by uh, some of the people here and some of the people outside the country. Um, but do you feel that, you know, there's still the possibility for a cinema to inflame and to enrage and to incite some kind of social change that, you know, maybe we hope that something, it might help change things for the better in this country and in Europe as well. I believe so, yes. I think generally, in the general way, the cinema has changed societies. I think film by film sometimes can inflame, as you said, the, some feelings and, and give the, the, the will to, 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 to resist to go against, because we cannot accept the injustice, never. I mean, this is my, my feelings, the first thing we have to accept and to say all the time, each one of us. Thank you. And can you tell us what are you working on at the, at the moment? Oh, I'm working on a film concerning the economy. Great. <laughs> Glad to hear it. <laughs> we, look, we very much look forward to seeing that. <laughs> And, uh, but it's, the, the funny thing is, uh, it's difficult to find money to make it. <laughs> and one of the actors I have, it's one of your compatriots, it's uh, Gabriel Byrne. Oh, great, fantastic. Yes. Great. Well, uh, I hope to work again with him. Well, and we very much look forward to seeing the film. So uh, we thank you very, very much for coming to, uh, to this interview and for taking part. And thank you for all the films you've made. And uh, bon chance. Uh, all the best for the future. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to SDGI Directors and Dialogue. We would like to thank our sponsors, the Irish Film Board and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. For more information on the Screen Directors Guild of Ireland, visit us at www.sdgi.ie.